Hello, dudes, dudettes, duders, and everyone in between. Welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am and can only be your host, Jesse Kester. And today we have a doozy of an episode. Our guest is the one and only Tony Glazer. That's G-L-A-S-E-R. That'll come back later in, the, in this intro. He is a bass player. He is a bass player here, there, and everywhere. And he is the bass player who, for the last entire year, was doing one bass line a day. Hi, I'm Tony Glazer, and this is your morning bass line. Um, you can, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, crack open your Instagrams and go to at Tony Glazer, G-L-A-S-E-R music, and you'll see, you'll see exactly what the morning bass line is and why I'm so disrupted that they're coming to a close, that they have already come to a close. But this isn't about my turmoil. This is about the episode. This episode was a little bit strangely recorded. We did a session and it went well. It took us a little bit of time to find our feet in the interview. Then we went out, uh, met up with Tony's brother about a block away from where I live. We are neighbors, it turns out. And we get, we get, we get a, a couple of fingers of whiskey in Tony and, and a different Tony comes out. So what I'm doing to this episode is I've, I've cut out all this stuff where we're finding our feet and I've replaced it with the stuff after not only have we found our feet, but he's got a few in them. Um, I think you'll enjoy that more. What we're going to do is we'll play the intro as it was recorded. Then you're going to get a song by Mr. Tony Glazer, Play My Game. This is his new single, and it's, uh, it's got the video is out, and you can see me in the video. And you can see Fishbowl Aluminous Aaron Ross in the video, and you can see Fishbowl Aluminous Katie Ann Mitchell in the video. Look, it, is, it was a family reunion before we were a family. Tony and Aaron had not been on the Fishbowl at that point. But now when I see that video, I see basically a Hall of Fame, a Mount Rushmore, me, Tony, Katie, Aaron. Those are the four heads on on, on Mount Fishmore today. Um, anyway, do yourself a favor. Check out that video because your headphones are on. The podcast is playing. You know you're in for a treat. It's the Hollywood Fishbowl. It's, hi, I'm Tony Glazer. And it's all yours in three, two, one. Drops. I went to find all my friends in the same place To do the things we do when we are in good taste But then you showed up and showed me out And I have not been able to think about anything else I wanna play my game with you
All right, we are back. Right? We got we got a different Tony Glazer here to party and here to school me. All right, on everything. Succulents don't suck. However, succulents in your hand are hard to hug with. Truth. Boom. Fact. What else have you got for us? What else I got for you? Lots of stuff. Go on, say something. I'll tell you about it. First of all, I want to ask a question I didn't get to ask. What, d- give me the genesis of the music video. How did that thing come together? Give it to me quick so we can get to love. Do, 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 boom, boom. All right, it's a genesis drum fill. Okay, so uh, the genesis was "Play My Game" was a song I wrote right before I went into the studio. Mm-hmm. It just came to me. I was hanging out. We went to an Oktoberfest uh, party and then went to my buddy Ananda's house. Me and Kev Bell. Kevbo is what I call Kevin Coleman. Kevbo. Anyways, we're playing some songs and we start playing the song, right? And it's like, I heard the same, oh, I don't know. You know, it came out. That one that. was birthed from a jam? Yeah, just straight up jam and I was just riffing. And uh, and then it was right before I went into the studio. I'm like, this and did it have dope. that kind of dis- did it have the disco groove when you started jamming, or did you add that that yeah, it had that like form- the four on the floor? Yeah, it was grooving. That was the only part, okay. and, like, and it had the first part. I wanna find all my the original lyric was, I wanna find all my friends in the same place. I wanna find them all happy and shit face, but not so shit face they can't stand up because they won't participate in the fun we've begun. But I had to change that because you can't say shit face on a hit. Uh, yep, yep, yep. You know, but, and also the song, the lyrics of the rest of the song took a different form. So the intro didn't make any sense after that. But, um, you know, that was the genesis of the song was actually just a drunken jam. But I also enjoy writing. When I was writing my buddy Adrian out in Berlin in The Last Shakes, which have some songs I've never released yet because we're still finishing them, but they're totally these great, like cheesy 90s rock anthems and my versions of punk rock. 
And, um, and Adrian's badass. He's just like awesome tattooed Austrian dude. Who's just like, ah, uh, totally surly and awesome. But anyway, uh, what we would raise, he would just play some chunky guitar because we're both bass players mm-hmm. and he would play some ch- guitar and I would hear what he was playing and I would just write from his perspective or at least my perspective as his perspective. And, um, and we create these cool things. The same idea with, um, with the song, you just, you know, right. It's been a fun way to, to, to create music. And this song, uh, play my game took that form. And I love playing games. I'm also creating games and games are fun. And I, my favorite thing about games is that, uh, they have a common focus. And often when we have a common focus, it's nice because so often our focus is drawn into external and mm-hmm. not communal, which has its benefits and is also its you know downfalls. But when we're all focused on the same thing, I've always said that, I haven't always said this, I thought this once and I've said it ever since, which is I'd rather be, I could be at the most beautiful place in the world by myself, but I'd rather be with all my friends at the DMV because it, you know, it's more fun with your friends. It's more fun with people. It's more fun when we all have a common focus because my friends hanging out at the DMV, we'll just crack jokes and, and yep. be silly and have a great time. But I could be at these gorgeous places and I have been. I've traveled solo, not because I necessarily like it. I prefer, I mean, I'm, like I said, I come from a big family. I'm used to being around people and I, I do better in that way. But I see the value in things I don't necessarily like as much. Like I see the value in traveling solo. And now that I've done it more and I have a little bit more resource, I can like do it better. But when I was, you know, just starting, just traveling and no money, which makes it really hard to meet people when you can't even buy a drink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You if know, you can't go join them for the know, thing exactly. they're going to do, you're it's not going to be hanging really out hard. with them. And not having the basics, you know, just the basics of like carrying a backpack instead of a roller bag and like, you know, those type of things. But, uh, you know, the nuts and bolts of life and traveling. Mm-hmm. But, uh, is that kind of the beating heart of play my game? That feeling of you'd rather be at the DMV with your buddies than? No, okay. that's not that, but it is the truth. But it is about playing games. I mean, I guess in a way, but like that song actually took on its way of more of like the game. And you know, it's kind of about a little bit of love and relationships and, and stuff like that. Would you, would you consider yourself a bit of a love expert? A love expert? Depends. I, I don't know. Uh, yes, because I've experienced a lot of love in my life. Not because I did anything. You know what I mean? Like, I've been very privileged to have a lot of love in my life. Yeah. You know, I come from a big loving family. I've had a lot of experiences to love and be loved. And uh, that would make me an expert only in so much as that I've had, you know, the Gladwell effect of 10,000 hours worth of really good of love. loving. You know, like some people don't get that. Have I done anything inherently um, expertable in love? I don't know. Could you write a book? And if you did, what would the title be? Oh, I could totally write a book. I could write multiple I mean, books. on love, on love. Oh, on love? What would the title of love be? Uh, love. Don't fuck it up, stupid. Best ways to fuck it up. Best ways to fuck it up? <laughs> oh, man. Ah. Oh. The best way to do it is like as a 25-year-old dude, like, oh, we were just talking about this other, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. <laughs> I've totally thought and said that, and it's so dumb. Oops. Oh, it's just being a fear how, of commitment how'd that go? How'd that go for you? Oh, it's just, you, you, I, I blew it with a really beautiful person, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But also, I wasn't ready. It's like, it's, it's, it's just another way of saying I am not capable of loving someone more than myself right now. 
I, hey, at least you put it out there. I mean, it's better than bullshitting someone. Oh no, it was totally bullshit. Well, it was bullshit in the sense I didn't understand. Now I can actually I can explain with you know, I can articulate what that means in the time and how that relates to a yeah. lot of other young men who have been in the same position. I was just talking to this about with my, uh, with some friends about this and, um, who are going, you know, this one gal has had dealt with someone who'd said basically the same thing. It's a really common way of, we develop love. Love comes, we're, we are communal creatures. We have love. We are capable of loving multiple people. We're capable of love in so many ways. So it's and over time and over shared experiences, we will have love, um, opportunities to develop it. And love comes like if you're even if you're in a shitty relationship for a long time, you will develop love. You know what I mean? And like that love could be a healthy love, could be an unhealthy love, could be all the different forms of it. Love is kind of like we were talking about earlier about hate. You know, it's, yeah. it comes in different forms. You could distill it, but there's also a general overarching feeling. But uh, you know, with with being in love versus loving someone, you could be in the, around someone you care about them, you feel you feel connection, all this stuff. But in love is often sold to the young man as um, a fairy tale thing that you see in movies or a certain feeling that only some of us are capable of feeling. I think a lot of people that feel in that are a lot of people that are more feel uh, oriented versus mind oriented and are otherwise saying that would be like heart centric versus mind or just mind centric or if thinkers versus feelers. I don't know if you're, if you're more prone to analyze and stuff, you may never feel what people who just like fall, feel, 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 feel all the time. Yeah. I find myself more as a thinker and not in thinker of like, Oh, I'm smart. Just like I I experience things more things from a a mental place than a heart place. Um, generally we all are capable of both. Absolutely. It's just, um, but for those, you know, young men who are out there who think, who have ever thought about the person that they're with and saying, I love you, but I'm in love with you. I just want to tell you that you're basically just not in a position to understand that you got to put someone before you to actually have a, a relationship that's going to work and that's going to be fulfilling. And that's okay. You don't have to be. You can be a dumb idiot your whole life, and that's awesome because there's no right way to live life. There's just life. And, and most of us grow out of it or we're forced into it. You knock someone up when you weren't ready, and all of a sudden you got to figure that out. And you got to realize that, look, you can love people. You just need, you know, you can be partners with most people. You know, the most important thing my mom told me was like, you got to have, you know, respect and trust. So like if you can, you know, whatever happens, if you can respect your partner and trust your partner, then you can develop really strong bonds that'll last. Um, and you could figure out the whole love versus in love bullshit if you need to. Well, I'm, I'm of the mind that if, if you're thinking the thought, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, uh, you're better off saying it than saying, for example, of course I love you. Oh, good Lord, come here. Yeah, of, of course I love you. Like, just get get your dipshit sentence out. It depends if you don't want the nookie anymore. Yeah, but you don't deserve the nookie. <laughs> what would Fred Durst say? What would Fred Durst say? Quick question, fireball question. Fireball. Fireball. Go on. My darling wife, whom I do love and am in love with, yes. uh, is going to be in L.A. soon. Mm-hmm. She is a singer. She's a phenomenal singer. Mm-hmm. What are her first steps? How is she going to make a good splash here? How does she get her feet on the ground as a singu- sing- singular singing artist in LA? And I'm asking you as somebody who's been in the game for nigh upon... Oh, 
a lifetime. A couple decades now. Um, how does she do it? Like, what are, what are the first steps? How does she not? How do, how do we? How do the we? First get step: it? don't suck. You know, that's Done. always Check. first step. Okay, so not like, only you, does she not like, suck, she's incredible at it. You got to be great, and you got and 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 now more than anything, I think people are starved for authenticity, and it's not an authenticity of. Well, I'm not gonna say what it's not. I'll say what it is. Uh, authenticity in what you're putting out there. You have to believe it. It has to be real because there's so much crap out there. And I mean, crap isn't crap, but also just there's just so much. So to sift through, you got to be good. You have to be what you are. You have to be authentically what you are. And you need to identify who is into what you are and really respect that, that, that niche and really figure out what that is and really just work on that. That's where you start. That's what you do. Because right now there, there aren't any more mega stars that much. Like you don't see it anymore. No, no, there's, no. there's some, a few, they're getting less and less and they last for shorter periods of time. So it's more about, can you develop your niche? And, uh, when you do, if you develop it well enough, then the bigger players will say, Oh, well look, you already have it working. Cause that's kind of how the bigger players seem to operate now is if you, if you're already doing well on, on the 360, then we'll fund you. And so you can go bigger. Yeah. So you can go beyond your niche, but it starts with like really doing that. Now there was, this is, that's the reason I'm going to miss the, the, uh, morning baseline is because there was never there was never a veneer on top of that. It was very much you, your personality coming through on each edition. Uh, did you did you find an audience with that? Like, did you? Uh, there's a there's a niche there. I am. Is the target larger than the person you're tar- <laughs> talking to right now? I I you know I it 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 was so right for me for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to push you back into it. I'm yeah, just, I'm, yeah, I'm expressing gratitude. I'm expressing bit. gratitude. Dude, the archive would, lives if I on. Were you, I would want me to keep doing it. But I understand the, like the, it's a time vampire. That's, that's. Honestly, it's not that much time, but it is time taken away. Well, if it's like, not that even, much time, then why don't you just do it again? It's like having too many, uh, too many accounts. I'm kidding. No, no, like no, I'm looking at my finances right now. I'm like, ah. I have like all these like extra, it's only 15 bucks, but like eight, $15 is, you it know, adds up. Yeah. 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 120 bucks. So it's like, what are you going to do with that? But that was, I can't, what I, all I'm saying is that you are absolutely right. That it's the, the authenticity that will catch repeat viewers and will catch the fans. And that was exactly why I enjoyed them so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I was vocal about this from, <laughs> from day one when I started seeing them. Is there, I mean, I really like making them and everyone's support has been so special to me. Like it really has been like I had constant dopamine every day and it's scary in a way to, yes. to, to go beyond it because I don't, it was, I, specifically made it such that it was easy, rewarding and simple and flawed and that flawed was built into it, made it really simple because it got over my perfectionistic needs and to be like putting it somehow. I was like, I just have to do it. Yep, and, yep, yep. um, there was never a time limit, nothing. It was just like, boop, there it is. And I had a lot of fun with it. And now it's, it's the, the scary part is, will the next things I put out sustain and grow? Like, will they, you know, and that's, We'll see, but it's challenge. It's a challenge. Hey, can I put out more content that connects in the same way that's still but also just, like, you know, authentic and good? I think so. I got some good ideas. 
I hope you're measuring accurately because like you got to you got to adjust the needle to play my game. You're doing months of writing, recording before you're doing months of video pre-production, shooting, editing before you release it in one day. So like those morning baselines where you did that was within 24 hours, you had executed the project Mm-hmm. to its completion to get that dopamine hit. Yeah. Now you're spending like half a year. And a lot of money. And a lot of money <laughs> for one release. Um, I want to, the second question is, how did that release go? Are you feeling good on it? But the first question is like, what's, how did the premise of that video come to life? And what was, what was your experience executing that? I know you got to work with me, which was an incredible I, I moment dance, for you. I had in a your sweet career. dance move idea. It only shows it up once in the video. I had this cool idea of like, I just thought of all of us playing games and like slow-mo where everyone gets so pissed off and like just everyone just melt down. Like I was like, I had my, my vision was like, I love playing games. Like I said before, games are, I grew up playing games, come from a big family and we always play games. And like I said earlier that like they create a common focus and we all look and that, that just so much good comes out of that. And I love it. And I'm also competitive and this is so fun. I just love games. And, uh, and then the video I thought they were playing different games and showing different combinations of people just getting so riled up and pissed off or excited or just like and different elements of that show themselves in in the in the uh in the video you know like um but it's it took its own world because Marco Bazzi my buddy awesome was he the one like did the, you give him the song and he pitched you ideas or did you come to him with I gave him the general song ideas and like the the general kind of idea what I was thinking and then we riffed on it together. Like we've got games and we've got this property yeah. that we can shoot at. What are we going to do with it? Kind of. He helped me, you know, like it was more like, hey, I have an idea of, you know, like what if we all play games and stuff and then he thought he's he's exceptional i'm like well we're also really good friends but it's great when you get when now you can put the friendship aside and look at someone's talent and be like oh man this guy's badass like, no the talent was there oh, the, yeah and see see where he's gonna go he's doing some great stuff so that was the the, the fun thing about he shoots on a very modest camera i would say mm-hmm. con- considering the town we're in mm. so i get to set and i'm like looking around thinking this looks like it's there's a lot of thought and a lot of care and a lot of precision to put into mm-hmm. this. But then I looked at the gear and I was like, wait a minute, what are we? Did he nailed he it. brought he the heat. The best he hit. brought yeah. the heat. Yeah, he did it. He also, yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's doing cool stuff too, man. He just got back from filming in Sweden on this like Emmy award winning uh, show out there. And Not he's surprised just, at yeah, all. He's doing it in like, He's doing it, man. I hope he gets it all. He's we all gotta cross our fingers. He's going through that Italian visa process. Like, can he get his, his visa extended? So we all gotta put good thoughts out there for him. And also his friend Francesca, she did a great job. Francesca Nobly, she's a great little filmmaker. So or I say little because she makes these little figurines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's not the biggest person, to be honest. Uh <laughs> they're both small Italian people. She was at your I'm party, sorry, right? I love you guys, but you guys aren't the huge you're not huge brutes. You know what I mean? She was at your party. I think I drove her home, didn't I? Uh, no, Francesca. Oh no, no. But you met her in the music video. Yeah, yeah. She's the Italian. Yeah, I drove her home. Oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that part. Sorry, I meant just the other day. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. At, at your at that that wonderful the wonderful party you hosted. Yeah, that was a delight. That was an mm. absolute delight, and I appreciate it. Uh, the question is, have you gotten enough dopamine from the release of that video to justify doing more projects like that? Or from the release of the video yesterday? Yeah. Which was yesterday? No, not enough. 
Okay. <laughs> How can we get more. you more? I want you to everyone have, share that damn video. I want you to have the correct level of dopamine so that more of these projects. The thing can that's exist. what I liked about Morning Baseline is that there was very low expectations, so everything was very benefit. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, huge yeah. goals, and I'm working really hard toward them. So it's like that's one of the biggest benefits of Morning Baseline was for my own sanity is to have little victories every day. Yeah, and I have to replace that with other content and. This is a challenge, but you know, it's just got to keep, you got, got to keep doing new stuff, man. Like it's not easy. It's not always comfortable, but if you, where do you, you know. get new momentum when you need it for doing your own stuff and it's not easy and you're exhausted and out of money? What, where, where do you turn? What do you turn to inside yourself or outside yourself? Just do it. Okay. You know, like you got it. Like, and that's a cliche, but you got to just do it. At the end of the day, if you aren't doing it, it's not going to get done. You got, you got to try things and learn. And I, I love, there's so many great people out there speaking truths that are useful, you know, like fail fast and, and, and tr just do it. And, you know, Shalabouf, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but I'll, you're the first guest we've had to turn to Shia LaBeouf for <laughs> wisdom and guidance in life. Dude, he's, he's wise beyond his ears. Uh, he fucking kills it in that Sia video where he's in the cage with like the little girl. They're, they're, I missed that one, but he, he's, a, he's like what we were talking about earlier about like different actors that people like give too much shit to. He's like, dude, like he's living in a different world and he's cool. Like give, give him a break. We'll get everyone get off, you know. Here's the thing. Even if the framing for that was that like if, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're a multimillionaire who has been a celebrity since you were young, you don't have a common experience with folks like the yeah. two voices you're hearing on this podcast. Um, I think if Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, if he had grown up in Kutztown, Pennsylvania with me, he still would be off the map. He would, he, I think he's a unique mind. In, yeah. Even if he had the most mundane upbringing, he'd still be kind of out there. Mm, but this isn't about Shia LaBeouf. Nurture. This is about this is about uh, this is about, about uh, the Love Doctor consulting. Oh right, I was supposed to consult yeah. your love. You've got you've got. Oh yeah. My wife's gonna be here mm. in in a short eleven days. I haven't seen her in right. over eighteen months. Yes. Uh, what do I do? Don't overthink it. Don't overthink what it. What if I like overthinking things? What if that's like my favorite thing to do? Oh, if it's your favorite thing to do to overthink, then nail the nail the little things. So okay. all, life is a series of little things. I think people overthink it all the time. It's a bunch of simple things. Make sure the place is clean, organized. You know, take out all the clutter, make it refreshing. Make sure the fridge is stocked. Have good food. Have flowers. Have plants. Uh, make sure it smells good. Make things are just. Make sure the place is dialed. Go eat something nice and give like allow time for things to just be like not over pressure the situation. You know, I would say is like allow it to be comfortable and simple and um, flexible. You know what I mean, how what's the longest you've ever spent apart from someone that you you deeply love? Oh, um, and that you you yearn to be close to. I'm always around myself. Zing. He's still got them, <laughs> them humdingers. <laughs> the longest, honestly, man, I haven't been much of a long-term relationship guy. You don't say. <laughs> Not that I'm like heavily promiscuous or anything. Just, no, no, but you've got like an easy breezy attitude. I can see 
like I could see you having the feeling like when it when it's done, it's done, and then we move on. Yeah, you know, it's been time, but also like I don't often feel too much sadness, mm-hmm. thankfully. Um, but when I do, I, I kind of indulge in it a little bit. It's not. It's it's. There's some things that I, I've been fortunate to not have too much sadness in my life, but no one goes for the whole life without it. Sadness is not an empty emotion for me. Like hatred is an empty emotion. Sure. But sadness, I feel, is a very rich, textured, useful emotion mm. that that can you can learn a lot about yourself, a lot about the world, and how you two fit together, you and the world. And I hope that when people feel sadness, they can realize that you catch people, you never know what they're feeling or what they're going through. Yes. It creates a lot more empathy if you can be sad, I think. And, uh, you know, like, hey, just put a smile on your face. No, nope, like, you know, nope, that's not terrible. how it works. Yeah. That's... It, I've always tried to be a fixer. I've, I've had to actively learn how to not be a fixer and be a, a you know, like just a. What do you mean? Like if somebody's space. if somebody's down, you jump in and try to. You fix it. You're like, yeah. hey, let me fix it. It's like no, like sometimes you don't. That's not what people need. They don't need yeah. the solution. Most people already know the solution. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Most people do. But I do. But be- I believe that there is. Value in dwelling in sadness, not indefinitely, not eternally, but in in really engaging it, understanding it, respecting it, and 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 learning what what the source is, what that source means to you, how you can adjust yourself and your engagement with the world through sadness. There's so much. There's so much learning that can be done through sadness. That yeah, just let them have it for a minute, yeah. dude. Love doctor. Yeah, you know, ah, yeah, every once in a while it's good, but I don't know, man, like, I like the smell of my farts, but not for too long. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be- Just kidding, that's a lie. Oh, too long. About the farts? What? About loving the smell of farts? (laughs) Dude, I've got a fan at the foot of my bed that I point towards myself, and when I fart, I'm like, yeah, here we go, coming in for a living. Don't act like you don't, listeners. Don't act like Everybody's proud of their own. Well, you have to be, because I forget who told me this. Someone said this once. It was like, imagine you have to like the smell of your own farts. Because if you didn't, could you imagine how horrible that would be? You'd hate yourself. <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> people would be vomiting everywhere. It's it like, stubby though. You'd be eternally disappointed. Entire cuisines would, would not exist. So, what we're going to do. <laughs> no, Mexican would be straight out. It's like, Anything. we're not going to Indian tonight. Oh, would you like to eat some cauliflower? No. Thank you very much. No, thank this, you. One time I, like, I love the taste of broccoli because it absorbs mm. whatever whatever you put on it. If you put like a little bit of dressing or butter on it, whatever you do, good. it just soaks it up so perfectly. Mm. So I got like a, a pound of broccoli and just ate it three days consecutively, oh, which was the dumbest oh, shit. Oh, yeah. But here's the game I want to play. Okay. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to release this episode before Swinky gets to America. Okay. And you're going to make a checklist of what you think I should do. Okay. And she's going to hear this episode. So she's going to get to cherry pick the things that are that, that she wants to have happened by the time she gets to America. All right. Well, let's go where we already mentioned. Yes. One, clean the place. Clean the place. Not that the place is dirty. But I'm here. It's not bad. I'm just saying, like, attention to detail. Do the things like a little bit of ceremony. Just, just make sure, like, get it all. Like, get the dust on the blinds. Get the corners. Get the creases. Get yeah. the fridge. Like, make it so, like, she walks in. It's like 
you guys have not lived in LA yet together. No. So she's walking into her place. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not your place that she's walking. She's walking to her place. So it should be fresh, right? Okay. It's like you got, you're, you're, you're saying welcome to your home. So you want smells to be in check. Make sure that like fridge smells are good. Smell, smells are so often overlooked. You know, make sure this house smells good. You know, make have fresh flowers. I know she said she's not into flowers because they're dead things. I'm going to no, no, tell no, she's her. She's not into clip flowers. She's into potted clip flowers. I'm just going to say, bullshit. Because they die anyway. Flowers don't last very long on the vine, right? Because like yeah. if bees come and, they, and the bees like they, they they get all the pollen out and then they then they actually flowers probably last longer in a vase or a vase depending on which ones you're using. Um, a vase. Mm, oh yeah, it's beautiful, my favorite. Uh, they last probably longer when they're snipped. I totally don't know this. I have to ask my buddy at Root who deals in flowers. He'll okay. know. But like, just saying, a flower that finally blooms on the vine only lasts so long until the next one. It's not like they're being wasted, you know. They're, and they smell good. And they're I great. Hear you. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So that's check. I'm gonna go on a limb at flowers. You know. I, okay. You know, I'm, I'm gonna put that out. Even if I be, only get nine out of ten points. Let's do it. Do it. We I'm want. A, I'm I gonna want, say that. Have flowers. I want your have fresh, pure, unfiltered heart have right fresh now. Flowers out there, but not just the vase of one. Take a couple of them, snip them short, and put them in a little cup, like a little small little glass. Little, mm-hmm. Put it like um, like you know, somewhere place where only she'll see it for her. You know, like a little spot, just just like her little spot. Have. Um, the closet for her. <laughs> to consolidate your shit to like nothing. And so she has a huge closet to work with. Okay. You know, give her the choice, the choice spots. Give her like the big part of the closet. And if you have drawers, you know, it's okay in drawer systems that she takes the lower ones because she's probably shorter than you, I take it. Yes. So I think that's fine with height. You should have the taller ones because it's harder for you. Oh, to Oh, I've go got low. the. I, I use the two shelves at the top of the. Right, but let's see. How, okay, dresser. Anyway, yeah, if you don't have yeah, the clothing but is sorted. That's that. have that, but make sure like you have half of any drawers are empty completely. Copy completely empty, and like the closet, three quarters of it completely empty. Copy just like that's your space. She's yeah. gonna love this episode. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Definitely have that. Uh, you know. Um, have her favorite foods already go. Have a lot of coconut water. She's just been traveling for like, you know, two days or whatever. And like, thank you for the reminder. Re- coconut, coconut oil is like a must have. Yeah. Just like house, the height, so. just, and just hydrating things. Like yeah. the comfort foods you come in and have, have food ready to go when you're here. And, you know, uh, make sure the bathroom is dialed nice and clean. Make sure yep. she has a space for her toiletries, all, you know, all the basics of that. Like, so yes. she walks in and feels her. Second, all right, that's like all the kind of domestic stuff. Make sure places are clean. Uh, have, a, um, a, a, have a few different options that you're cool with either happening or not happening. You know what I mean? Don't be attached to anything. Because after, I don't know about you, but after I've traveled, Oh, you mean like what we do, like going exactly. out to dinner or watching like, a movie or going for like a walk? Have like have a couple options, but not too many. Because okay. like she's not gonna want to make all. She's not gonna want to make decisions, but she may want to have an, a choice. But Last question before we bust out of here and go mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, succulents. Mm, big fan. Big fan. As a gift. Yeah, but like you were asking me, earlier, oh, you know about the flower thing. We having flowers. At the airport, and I said, "Yeah, oh, I said bring air, air flowers. Everyone, flowers are great. You go bring a succulent, but no, because you can you can give a big hug with a bouquet of flowers. You can't give a big hug with a succulent. 
And that's where we'll leave it's it. It's all about the embrace. God, have an embrace. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad she's coming back. I'm so excited for you guys. I, I don't know. I've been doing a lot. Have of we this. started the interview, by the this way? This is it, baby. Oh. Let's do five and five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Hold on. Let me get my, my yeah, little box. Yeah, you get your squeaky box. Do you want to give a demo of what you've been working on? Oh, you lost the magic. It's one little spot where it catches. Anyway. Five and five. Five questions. One minute for each question. Okay. Can you handle it? I'm ready. And you'll have beeps to tell you when you're done. Okay. Question number one, where did you grow up and how did that inform your adulthood? Oh, uh, I grew up in a house, which is really great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, think, you don't think about having a shower all the time? Nope. Showers are great. I don't yeah. think everyone gets them. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I got one. So I have continued using showers. They're freaking awesome. Um, have you always lived in in a house or did you have a drifter phase? No, I've always had a house. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've toured and lived out of little buses and other forms of car, but yeah, I live in a house in a nice place. Grew up in the Burbs, Danville and California? went to good school. Yeah. Nor, okay. NorCal, just outside of Oakland and SF in a nice little valley. Okay. Great place. Yeah. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy I really enjoyed my childhood. It was great. So I still try to enjoy things. Yeah, you know, yeah. That that shines. That's that that tracks. <laughs> I like riding bikes. <laughs> Time's up on that one. Question number two, are you ready? Uh yeah. What is the must engage media, the book, the album, the TV show, anything that opened up your brain to the secrets of the universe? Ooh. One of my favorites is uh The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's oh, basically right. my Bible for for doing my work and not having excuses. I find I've read it multiple times. It's easy to read too. It's like a page will just be a paragraph sometimes. And I like that easy. And it basically talks about all forms of resistance. And so it helps me identify when I'm procrastinating. By the way, procrastinating is a word that I think is is wrong. I think it, I think procrastinating shouldn't be a word for if you don't get something done on time or putting something out. It should be like, that should just be called normal. And like, they should have a word for like, procrastinating <laughs> means like, dude, those crass, they're really good at procrastinating. I don't know what procrastinating is, but if like, if procrastinating. The cunt cross the doors. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people that get stuff done early and then have like three days just to hang out. Like, yeah. Oh, and I did my work like three. I'm a great procrastinator. I'm pro at it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That's well, opposite of pros, con, con, crash the doors. Con, ooh, I like that one. Yeah, it's very cumbersome and not going to catch on, I guarantee you, right now. <laughs> not. Question number three. <laughs> what is the greatest source of joy in your life? Greatest source of joy in my life? Ooh, laughter. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and food. Okay. And family. I got a good family, and we eat a lot of food and laugh a lot. That's awesome. So that's pretty great. Um, I love playing music. Performance is, I don't know, is that joy or is it a drug? I don't know. They're both, it's hard to intertwine. I am a big fan of the little things. I have such big goals that um, I don't know if I ever get to them because I'm trying so hard to get these big things. Like what are the, what what is. So you got to like the little things, otherwise life What are the big ones? You're working regularly. You you got Uh, My big ones, I want to play, I want to play to huge crowds of people listening to my music. That's what I want Excellent, okay. I want to play like Glastonbury size crowds, you know, huge. Yes. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. So that's a big, How many records have you put out so far? Um... I mean, with, full, with, on, full length. With my old band, we did a few, but with my band, I had an EP out and some other singles, but this will be the first like full length coming out. Awesome. Uh, I'd love to know more, but... Well, we, got, we got to hit the bells. Yeah. Boop. Next question. What, what, next question, what gets under your skin? Oh, 
<laughs> my buddy, my band, oh my God, they hear me all the time. Going, it's always like that Peter Griffin. You know what grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears? You're the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> all those things get me, man. I, I'm, I'm such a, I have high attention to detail. And the nicest way someone told me that was that I'm particular. Um, mm-hmm. So the little, I mean, I also, I love the little things so much that they also can be a converse that I notice when all the little things aren't achieved and that gets, you know, uh, the other, like just like, just for example, you know what grinds my key is? Hit me, what Yester- grinds your key Yesterday I was at the grocery store and we're racing, you know, we're on a walk and I'm like, I'm gonna just go grab some coffee filters and it's really packed in there and there's all these lines and I get behind this guy and they, they, there's two people or whatever and the first one goes and the next guy's like, all these in- interval lo- bulk vegetables and stuff, which I do all the time. I just don't waste bags. But, uh, and... And I have just one thing of coffee filters, and it's rushing all everything's slamming. It's like, don't you know, just let the guy with one coffee filter oh, just yeah, go yeah, by? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, it's like, just do the thing. Yeah, you don't have to let a lot of people. It's kind of like merging. Like you let a couple in. Yep, it's yep. like everyone kind of just takes the load off. Those little things, you know. If everybody zipper merged, there'd be half the traffic that we have right now. Yeah, that would be nice. And I, I mean that on the grand scale. I'm not just talking cars, baby. I'm talking <sighs> comprehensive, deep. bird's eye view. You got one more question. Let's do it. Let's thrash through the advice. What's the best you've received and what do you want to put out into the world? Of advice? Yeah. Oh, um, I thought the, uh, the four agreements are great. You Which know, are? The, the, uh, is, uh, don't, is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Don't take anything personally. Um, don't assume and uh, try your best. So basically, uh, you know, if, if you're impeccable, you're like, don't lie. Know that your words have meaning. Know that they have weight. So like, don't mm-hmm. speak bad and just know that your word has meaning. So just be careful with it. Um, and then don't take anything personally. You know, I don't know how many people have guilt in their life or grew up with guilt. I think a lot of us have in our own Did ways. You? Like, well, I grew up Catholic. Oh, okay. So there it is. And uh, But we all have forms of it, you know. Maybe some of us don't. I'm always like, wow. You're lucky. But, every uh, religion seems to... D- Seems to Guilt's think powerful. That you can control a lot. People guilt. Like every, religion loves control. I'm I'm, I'm turning that off because I just want to talk to you like a normal human being. Oh, neat. Through microphones uh, and headphones, yes. <laughs> wires, <laughs> about to be broadcast. You know, a casual, no. intimate conversation. No. With uh, with our four thousand subscribers, we have a good number finally. Yeah, it's a sexy, sexy What's number. What's up? Four thousand. That How means just probability. That's like you're talking to 2,000 ladies right now. Oh. Hello. Hello there. Um, I think a lot of religions claim that they are the most guilt-ridden religion, but then if you look at, across the swath, they all leverage guilt a fair, a fair heavy bit. I mean, humans leverage guilt. Guilt's effective. It, yeah, <laughs> it works. If it didn't work so well, we wouldn't. I mean, how else do you know? Every, every, even dogs do it and they look at you when you're leaving or yep. like oh, it's just guilt I mean we all want to get what we want that's yeah. the bottom line is we all want to get what we want that's why it's um, you know important to be be good about it you know and also recognize that back to what we was finished up the four agreements is like don't take anything personally it's like everyone's trying to get what they want anyway like mm-hmm. most people's you know BS is their own BS that they're yeah, dealing with yeah. and like it's so you just deal with that and do your best and just you know What's your advice from the world? Like, what have you learned in your lifetime that you need everybody to know? Uh, one of the songs off my new album is Stop Eating Shit Food, Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's a really short song. It's just be yelling at that for like a second. But uh, 
it's a crowd pleaser because like we all relate to it. My buddies, um, it it. I think it caused you emotional pain to watch me eat those hamburgers on the set of your oh, music video. Those are those are, those are <laughs> dollar stressed store. out like right now. Store. Just that you scolded me multiple times. Hey, that did you eat one of those hot dogs too? No, no, no I don't touch hot dogs. Okay, That's good, a bridge too far for are, me. Um, what's the what's the religion? What, were you into it? Did you believe it as a kid? Did you? I think I was more scared of it than I was. I mean, how old how old were you when you when you got smart to those? <laughs> tricks it was right around when i when it was like oh if you don't believe in god you go to hell what about those little kids in africa who've never heard of it if you're in like a village and all of a sudden like they go to hell for that that's bullshit okay this is all bullshit okay so one loophole and you're you're out that's all it takes (laughs) pull the thread man i mean but in college i I, you know i'd study poli sci so you see that like people like to create man you know the, the royal man meaning like human mm-hmm. um like of course probably more male tra- actually i don't know uh creates power structure for governance you know we like governance we like order and you know community and whatnot so uh so it's it's build it's easier to build a strong foundation out of truth than uh than lies so it's like house of cards right but the foundational principles of life are these really strong truths that are often the foundational principles of religion. So there's really great beauty, these great humanistic truths that you know are great governing guidelines, but they've been hijacked. <sighs> so, you know, why do you feel about, you know, why are you going to hell? Me? Yeah. There ain't no hell. <laughs> Come on. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. What's the point? Who would make a hell? In what dimension would anyone put time into that? Oh, man. I don't know. There's a lot of cool things to make. I mean, making yeah. a hell could be kind of fun. Like, you know, like, oh, this is pretty sweet. I'm going make to make a hell and but why would fire. Because Bill, who doesn't like playing with fire? Come yeah, but who would, why would you send anyone there? It's funny. <laughs> No, but imagine you don't have to be like, like creepy, like peeling off skin, you know, with like people alive, like peeling it off, like like that'd be. But you could have, you could remember what was that? Those old SNL sketch with John Lovitz, and he's like in the in the elevator with Paul Simon, and it's just like this like elevator music of his songs of Simon and Garfunkel songs, and like they just keep going down, and John Lovitz looks over like in his his Satan costume and looks over and goes like, yeah. Like I forgot, I forgot what he says, but it's just like this is hell being in just an elevator listening to like <laughs> elevator versions of your songs. Like, I mean, there could be really funny ones. It would be a good prank. Like yeah. when you die, if God sent you to hell for the first yeah. day, just to be like, ah, there you go. <laughs> One thing, my brother studies um, the Bible and like religion and, and ancient Aramaic and stuff, and he said, "Is he faithful or just curious about the history?" He's faithful, okay. but not to like. The way I would say it is uh, not to like any major, like he's Christian for sure, but mm-hmm. it's more like I study ancient texts. But do you believe in the spirits, in spirit world? And I love spirits. I drink them all the time. ding a ding ding a ding I'm human, man. I try not to get too involved. If I were extra human, maybe I would get involved. You know, more human than human, more human. You know, something like that, I guess. But he was saying that uh, you go the hell is mistranslated about going to hell for eternity, but really for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's a big distinction. 
you know, if you look at the ancient text or whatever, the word could be actually translated as for a period of time. Now, supposing he's right, uh, if it was just for a period of time, then it'd be hilarious. You know, you could do really funny stuff. You know, people go down there and it's like, oh, you have to deal with this, but you can make it really funny and like educational, you know? Um, I haven't really thought this all out yet. But I'm sure there's a few I, I would like you to keep spitballing. I love okay. this idea of a funny and educational yeah. hell. <laughs> you gotta hell, you know? Like, give, me, give me an idea of, like, something that someone shouldn't do, right? Something that someone that shouldn't do. you could go do. to hell for, but, like, kind of as a, not a huge felony, but more of, like, a misdemeanor hell offense. Um, taking advantage of your tenants. Okay, right. So taking advantage of your tenants. So, like, that's, fuck Yeah. That's so people could deserve to go for hell for a period of time just so they learn, you know. But like all the things that you would have to do within your own apartment, you know, like every time you declog the uh, the, the 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 shower, you have to like come back and then the water just goes right back up to your ankles no matter what you do. And but but like it's okay, you're like oh cool, and like you come in, you, you call, and then like you know, you're like, oh, and this angel comes to help you or whatever. Someone's like, oh, let me help you, but they never really help, they just pull out some hair, but it just keeps going, it keeps going. This is a very specific and innocuous vision of damnation. It needs more work. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But if it's for a period of time, it won't be so bad. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to do for ourselves to be better. You, the hell you're designing. Uh, and then you get burned to hell. Would, <laughs> and, then you, and then you burn. But everything else is like, oh, then you burn. I would like to be in the writer's room of your hell, <laughs> devising these, these mildly annoying <laughs> punishments. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be like licking an envelope and it doesn't stick properly. You know? And like, yep. You get, the, you get your letter back three days later. Yep, yep. Thinking you got that perfect avocado right. and opening it up and it's rot, rotten inside. It's like perfect. They're you open all... it and you peel it out, but it's just the bottom that's rotten. And then you yeah, it like in. a puff of sand. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But, you know, or you could just go to heaven for a period of time and then, you know, that'd be kind of cool. But then you're like, oh, that's great. And then after that, you know. I had so much, so much intention for this episode. I was like thinking about my questions and where, what we talk oh, about. Shouldn't have made me host. It's a bad idea. <laughs> no. One day I want to have a podcast. This could practice. What would you do? What, what's your pitch? My pitch is, uh, it's kind of like the morning baselines where we don't. There's, there's no need for it to be good, and it's just what is. What was? Maybe why was sketches. it on the morning baseline every time? The, the, the cinematography had to be something different. Was that just out of like boredom? After yeah. the first couple of weeks, you're like, I, I can't just stand here and play the Yeah, I always, have make it, I always wore something different every time. And uh, at least for the most part, yeah. I wore something different every time. And uh, I always try to make it different. Just to, just to challenge myself, if nothing else. Makes it creative. Just how try many additions did you do? Huh? How many, how many minutes? 365. Okay, you went one straight year. Yeah, uh, 360. That's why I felt like a good day to, you know, like, oh, this is good. Um, I just didn't feel like running anymore. And... Uh, yeah, so that would be, uh, the Instagram videos are one minute, so that would be, you know, about 365 minutes. minutes. But the, YouTube ones, the YouTube ones, the YouTube ones, some of them went longer. Like on YouTube, I could put them up longer, so if the one went long or have extended versions or whatever, so. Did any of those baselines ever evolve into something more, or was it just? Some of them were songs that I had written, some of them did, like, some of them, like my buddy uh, Starita, uh, said, hey, invite me to over to, to lay down some of them that he heard mm -hmm. like on the upright. He's like, oh, let me know. He does these really cool T works on the Tribe album and, you know, Fife and all that cool stuff. He's really dope. He has like a Grammy and stuff. Anyway, um, name dropping. 
How do you, how do you get a Grammy? Uh, well, first you go to the store and you get some box of honey made and you make yourself a little smoke. <laughs> do you want me to get out a joke book from when I was like 10 years old and we can just do set up and knock downs? <laughs> so, kind of. But no, that would be, that would only amuse idiots. Here's, here's a joke. You ready for a joke? This one's very short. One time when, when we were uh, in Greece, we are hanging out with our buddy uh, who's totally Greek Marino, he's hilarious. And I'm like, hey, you want to hear a joke? He's like, we'll just talk. We'll be funny. (laughs) He said, I didn't want to hear a joke. So no, I don't want to hear a joke. We'll just be funny. I don't want to tell a joke anyway. Good. So there. There it is. Well, the thing is, you're, you're, are you doing anything besides music at this point to make money? To make money? Yeah, I got multiple enterprises, man. Got to be hustling to make money these days. Are you days. a drug dealer? No, I never What does multiple drugs. enterprises mean? Meaning I uh, have a couple studios I run out, music studios. I, you know, leverage your assets. I've learned skills over time, so I've done other various jobs, and like I've always worked. I don't necessarily have a job. I have a job now that allows me some great flexibility. It's a cool company. It's my buddy's company. What are company. you doing? What do I do? I'm a project manager, so I help. Uh, for a while, I was working with some call centers that got me around the world, and um, now I manage projects for this company, and uh, it's great, you know. And they're cool with me being a musician, so that works out. But it's you know it's tough to like balance multiple lives. That plus I make money in my studios, and I also do freelance work from time to time. And I'm developing a game that I want to make, and I'm making these cards. That board I game, or yeah, uh, yeah, it's a board. Well, it's like a bo- it's a physical game, kind of like Twister, but with your butt. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I don't want to release the cat out of the bed. Uh, That's the, the one thing about Twister. Like every time I played it, I thought my butt is not nearly involved enough <laughs> okay. in this. Gotta get people <laughs> touching butts, and uh, it's great though. Um, is it always trying to? I mean. Is you it, know, for why? Let me guess. The, it, and you don't have to blow the cat out of the bag. Do you put colored circles on your butt cheeks and then have to touch butt to butt? No. All right. If you do that, tell, I'll sue you. No, no, I don't want to tell my idea yet. You made me sign a waiver, and then it would be your idea if I said it on air, and I would be messed up. Right? Is that how those things work? So, do you want to play butt twister after the, after we're done? Shh. Okay. Shh, I told you. Anyway. When are we going to see this game? I mean, you got to always find different ways to different revenues. I think being a a contemporary artist in 2019, you got to find your way around. And if you, my old band, we learned that you could make money in music and, you know, you could put it also, then you end up taking job style gigs. You know, if you need to make money in music right now, you got to play weddings, you got to play private parties, you got to play corporate events. Um, for a touring musician, typically. Some people don't. Some people have the golden ticket. Some people got lucky. Some people got, you know, rich, you know, people that are helping them. Uh, but for everyone else, you got to find money somewhere. If you want music, make money strictly from your music, then you got to do gigs that are paying. And these days, at least in, in the Bay Area, it felt like a lot of those gigs were corporate gigs that were for cover bands. And if you don't want to play covers, uh, you got to find money in other places. Sometimes. Is money good though in corporate land? Yeah, it can be. Some of those cover bands are crushing it. Yeah, totally. I mean, everyone wants to hear Journey. Uh, you know, I got an idea. Like, what if there was a a, a cover band that did um uh, uh Beatles songs? <laughs> These days, they people want the Journey. Okay, they want the Journey. That's all they want. They just want. It. That's it. Pretty much it. That and, and any, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> any money in a Noingo Boingo cover band, or is that could be? Think about covers. I mean, that's cool. Like, sure, if that's what you want to do. But like, 
I don't know. I kind of want to do my own stuff. I don't work so hard. I don't get my life just to do everyone else's stuff. It just seems kind of like, cool, if that's what you're into. It's not really what I'm into. I, I wouldn't get as much pleasure out. Except for it is really fun. It's like playing music's fun and playing songs yeah. that are fun and playing to people. I, I get it. It's fun. You know, I get that. But I want some, for me, fun has another dynamic to it. There's, there's simple fun. But when it comes to my work and my passion and who I am, it needs to be more than that. Um, other things don't. Other things I just do simply because they're fun. Like I started painting and I'm not good at it really, but I really enjoy just putting a brush with paint on canvas. feels really nice. Or, you know, so some things I think it's important for us to have artistic um, endeavors that aren't important, that we can just have, just, you know, fuck all on, just have fun and just do for enjoyment purposes. Where it's do you important. find the fun in um in the call center work or the project management work? That sounds like a totally different lane than than rocking a stadium. It's different. That's I mean, I, well, actually, to be honest, I enjoy creating order out of disorder. Um, this is you know whatever, whether it be you know making a puzzle or solving problems. I like, and I don't know for I've been doing music my whole life, and it's tough because no matter how much you think it there's a whole lot of luck and a whole lot of timing and a whole lot of all things that you can't really control. Whereas in business, there's many more variables that you can't control. And so it's, it's nice to have something that's easier on my mind. It's more like, it's simpler to me. Um, and that's cool. Fun. I think the people that I work with are great. And so that makes it fun. And the work is interesting. It's not necessarily fun, but it's interesting. And that helps. And it's the company I work for saves lives, which is pretty sweet. So there's actually a, an honest integrity to it. It's not just making widgets to sell, you yeah. know, but it's actually... Um, Can you it, talk about the, like how sure, it's the, just, yeah, the it's life-saving called, works? Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a company that... It's, it's Recall Masters. It specializes in automotive recalls. Oh, okay. And so we help get consumers their cars repaired. Yeah. Save lives, basically, is that. And I'm in my car all the time, so it works. <laughs> you know, but for me. But... um. But yeah, but I had to take a job, man. I had to, I had to make work because I didn't have to. I could have kept me living off music, but then I'd have to have roommates. And well, you, you got something that I that is on my mind a lot, and that is um, in the world of creative arts. There's uh, there's only so much you can do to control the chaos, and and eventually there is that that huge luck factor, and the 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 vicissitudes of fate mm -hmm. coming well, I'm a big fan of Wooden, you. man. I think Coach Wooden had it right. Luck comes where opportunity meets preparedness. Yeah. And when you are prepared, your aura, like if you if you combine everyone's, like some of these more Californian or West Coast or, I mean, all these different belief systems and when it comes to religions or beliefs or spiritual, all of it, I think a lot of it distills to similar things. And like Einstein will say it one way. Like Einstein said, you know, to paraphrase, like you get what you are like if the that's physics if you are something the world has to respond to it like for every reaction there's a reaction you know what i mean like fit there's a physical property of if you are something you will be you will get that something and i met santana once we played a show at the giant stadium we got to meet him briefly and uh he said you don't get what you want you get what you are so be very mindful of your heart and that's another way of saying the same thing mm -hmm. and coach wooden says luck is where opportunity meets preparedness so like opportunities come when you're prepared when you actually are what you are trying to be and so um and i think often we are not in congruence with that and sometimes it's tough and sometimes we have to meander our way through it and the fastest point to, the fastest way between two points is a straight line but if we're moving in like a ever 
changing, you know, like our, our Earth orbits around all of these other orbits, and then there's energy, like everything's moving in different directions, such is our path. But it could be a straight line, even though it's completely curved and all over the place. What are you? Hmm? What are you? If we aren't, we don't, we Man, don't, we I try don't become to be, who, uh, what we do. We beca- I don't know, in the way of Pablo Coelho, I try to be a warrior of the light. You know what I mean? Try to just do my best to fulfill my own personal goals while being better on this planet. And I love music. And I love performing. I love cooking. I love laughing. I love making people happy. And, uh, you know, so I got a lot. I think we're all, not, I mean, this, I find myself to be a lot of things, you know, I think a lot of us are. I think a lot of us are more complex than we let on. And we often have to take really hard lines with our identities, especially now. Everyone has to be so hardline on their identity. And I understand that because it's important. I think there's different periods of time in your life. You have to go all the way in if you want to get all the way out. And that's just to get the most out of things. And I think balance is a, a continuum. It's not always uh, one for one. It's a longer scale. It's a bigger teeter-totter. So like... You know, sometimes you have to ebb and throw and wear different hats at different times. But what I am in, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I like to rock out. I'm a, I'm a rock star, buddy. I think there's a, well, I don't think, it's it's obvious that there's, there's a, a much richer and nuanced vocabulary for self-description than I have ever seen in my lifetime. Hearing how people, we just have more words to describe what people are. Mm-hmm. Cis didn't exist sure. 10 years ago. It might have, the word might have existed, was not on anyone's radar. Right. And that's one among dozens and dozens of, yeah. of potential labels. I think it's neat yeah. that we get to be so nuanced. It's cool. Yeah. I think so too. My buddy Hannes, though, he's, we're the wise dude. And he says, should be some parts of us that we don't know. And I, I resonate with that. If we try to know ourselves too much, I think it's dangerous. Then we become, if, if, if you have identified who you are to the fullest length, then you will automatically know what you're not. But what, then that doesn't really leave much room for evolution and for exploration and for trying new things and for creating different neural pathways and for, you know, just, you know. Can I respectfully disagree? Sure. I, I sincerely believe that each and every one of us contains infinity. And uh, it's, it's fun that we have this new vocabulary and that we continue to develop it. We're not even close. There's no, there's, there's so much we don't know how to talk about. Hmm about ourselves. We just don't have the words for it. One of the things, so I lived in Japan. This is, my dad planted this idea in my head, so I got to give him proper credit for this. I lived in Japan for 10 years and that language is older than the English we speak right now. And what happens is they have words to describe emotions or words to handle social interactions that we just don't have in English yeah. because it hasn't evolved that far yet, this this current language that we're speaking. Like hella. Like hella. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I don't think we're at any risk of knowing ourselves too well because until we can put words to it. I don't know that we process it in a way that's clear enough for it to count as knowing ourselves. <laughs> True. Okay. Then let me rephrase. 
<laughs> the more we think we know ourselves, mm-hmm. the more that we become more close-minded yeah. in a certain way. Like there's a balance. It's important to know ourselves to where we make smart decisions and smart choices and respect ourselves. But if you get to every nuance. Oh, yeah, yeah, should, yeah, yeah. It's more about there should be a part of us that we leave untouched. No, it's, it's, that's, that's exactly true. Sitting high and mighty on, the, on a new bunch of vocab words that we didn't have 10 years ago, yeah. thinking that we've cracked the whole puzzle and that we now understand the human condition mm-hmm. is, is stupid. Or a simple label. Like, I am a musician. That's, that's who I am. Well, then it doesn't leave anything else. You know, that's it. Though well, I will mind because being a musician is awesome. I, I love it. And I, that's how I've identified Pretty much my whole life. But if you had to nail it in one word, I mean, you had bringer of light. That took three words to say. If you had oh. to condense it, a, an enlightened fire. If someone says who are, I, I'd, I'd like to say happy. Okay. That'd be awesome. But are you not? Uh, every second of every day. But For generally, heaven's yeah. sake, that's not even feasible though. Yeah, I know. So therefore, you know. But if we were to put you in a blender right now and squeeze out the emotions, Ooh. would it be a mostly happy juice we were drinking? <laughs> not if you're tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're uh, freak. I don't know. Maybe you like that taste. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm thinking about it. Listeners, don't think about it. It's gross. I I encourage all of our listeners to imagine putting Tony in a blender Ooh. and just pouring a cup of that. Ooh, junky. And telling us if it if it tastes like happy or not. Oh, oh gross. Huh. Okay. That's nice. Did you guys get did you think about that enough yet? Yeah. How about another thought? Hit me. Oh, I'm just petting a puppy. Yeah, balancing out. <laughs> How about another thought putting that pumpy in the blender too? <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, oh no, I you didn't. did. No, you didn't. I'm fearless on oh, the fishbowl, baby. Oh man. Oh, no. Oh, that's sad. You got the first pull, mate. Oh, first pull? Yeah. If you want it, you can Oh, it. of the bowl. Yeah. I thought I meant like take I think take first pull my let's have a drink. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the sticker. I do appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. Here's a greenie. What do we get? Uh, How does wit you do contribute to the story of your life? I think it's what. How does what you do contribute to the story of your life? Can I see it? Yes. Courtesy of... Ah, oh, Bulletproof. Bulletproof script. Yes, the, the two Davids. Like the coffee? No. Bullet what? Bulletproof script. Okay. We had a couple of Davids on. They co-wrote a book. Oh, cool. How does what you do contribute to the story of your life? Mm, that's kind of are you, are you headed anywhere? Like, are, you've got your projects, but... Outer space, baby. Yeah. Like I'd like to be an ambassador of Earth at some point. That would be, be a good gig. You know, that's a big goal. But think, other goals, you know, yeah, I want to... Dude. Depending on who's visiting, you could be a really good ambassador. Yeah. I think if they were hostile, I would I disarm. Don't, I don't if they know. were hostile, but why you gotta be hostile, y'all? I don't know. I feel like hostile? they. I feel like I don't know that you have the the killer instinct to protect our planet from a hostile. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Oh, I like to think of myself as the ability to be vicious. I can be vicious. Can you? Well, no, I wouldn't say, well, vicious. Mm, that's a weird word. Uh, it seems too thoughtful. Yeah, but thoughtful can also relate to an, a, a decision of, oh, we have to act. You know, most things aren't very serious. 
Some things are, but most are not. See, yeah, I would. <laughs> I reserve my, like, if I need to go into that mode, it's, it's reserved for when it's time to go into that mode. But most things are just not important. Absolutely, from the bottom of my heart, 75% of the potential visitors, you would be an ideal ambassador for. <laughs> There's just this one chunk <laughs> that, oh, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want. I would I would want somebody What would they what would they do? Describe them. What do they look like? Um well I I don't I don't see color, man. Really? Whether you're black, white, I see colors purple. all the time, dude. I love colors. They're awesome. Big fan. I think I'm I'm talking about a like a like a like a uh imagine if Dick Cheney was a species. Mm. And he'd be pinkish. He had his warships. Mm-hmm. Warships. Coming to Earth. Yes. And they they scooped you up into the ship, and you were negotiating. I don't even know what they'd be negotiating. They'd just be taken over, right? So no ambassador would do much. I'd yeah. help though. I'd go up there, and be like, "What up, <laughs> homie?" <laughs> I don't know. I'd think of something, or I'd just crap my pants and be like, "God oh, damn it, this sucks." Nah, nah. Who would you? Who would be your co-ambassador? And you can pick from anyone alive. Co-ambassador? Yeah. Ooh. For for that or just for yeah like just no you could you could handle seventy five percent we need somebody who can handle like who'd the twenty five worst that? and maybe like another like he could do fifty percent uh, maybe Jeff Goldblum okay you, got, uh, <laughs> 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 you see see it's a, 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 a chaos chaos that you are here you know and it's uh, one thing uh, another <laughs> <laughs> you love the impersonation that'd be great what's your favorite movie though my favorite movie oh man. I don't do good with what's your favorite anything because it's too limiting a question. There's too many things to I like. I didn't mean to box you. You're a true Californian. A favorite. That's something that's less intimidating of a thing. What are some of the, what are the go-tos? I love Lebowski. To... That was always really okay. good. Shawshank Redemption is great because it's always, oh, Fifth Element. I love the Fifth Element. That okay, now awesome. we're talking my language. Yeah, and The Matrix was great. Lord of the Rings is great. I love movies. I love going to movies. I'm excited about the new Terminator coming out. That's Aren't be awesome. you? Hell yeah! That shit looks good. You know, I think like uh, I'm I've thought about hunting. I've thought about Terminators a lot in my life. What do you think about? I've got a couple. Yeah, of just thinking like oh, one time, like if shit goes down, it's time. I got you ready. You know, just like am I ready? Like, can I do a pull up? I might need to do a pull up. That's going to take more than pull up, man. <laughs> no, it's, it all starts with the pull up. You got to be able to pull up because if you're hanging on to the helicopter or the building or the cliff edge, pull up. You got to know how to do a pull up. Okay. Well, okay. Granted, you have, but you have to, you only have to do three quarters of a pull up because the adrenaline will do the last quarter. Look, one pull up is better than no pull ups. I'll ride with you that far. Fair enough. But when the robot army comes with their hunter killers, mm. I don't even know that a hundred pull-ups would do much at that point. It's a start. I'm just saying, like, you know. I think each character that survived Terminator did at least one pull-up in the movie. My question is, why do the Terminators have teeth? Good is question. it just to look scary? Yeah, it is. It's just a way to intimidate. I mean, they must have looked at the the forms of why they would, you know, just to make it look scary. So, well, the original, actually, no, maybe it's not. The original ones take the form of the, because the, they were they were, they were just metal-based. So they, they would put the stuff over 
the, 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 yeah, the yeah, facade. Yeah. So that's why they that's would be. That's the model 101 yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But there, there are non-fleshy 101s roaming around the futurescape just stomping on skulls mm-hmm. willy-nilly. Well, they just kept the same brand because they knew at some point they had to build it up to send back in time. Okay. And also so they could, the like the ones that they use for, uh, you know, reconnaissance and extermination to sneak in as, as uh, that the dogs would alarm, you know, like the ones that were spies that would send in, they would just take one of the other ones and just put some body on it, just put some flesh on it. You know what I don't like about the Matrix? Hmm. As long as we're talking about robot making. Sure. Uh, If you watch the first Matrix movie, there's a plaque that says Nebuchadnezzar made in the USA. But if you watch the Animatrix, uh, the robots start building their factories in the city called Zero One. They, they weren't, the, when the robots go independent, when the, the AI goes solo, it, they're not building in America. They're building in zero one. <laughs> you get penalized for that. <laughs> this is from Aaron Ross himself, <gasps> the comedy boss. Worst gig? Worst gig. Ooh. Oh, have you had man. shit shows? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. What do you do when you have a shit show? Like, how do you how do you uh, come back from that? Because it sucks. That feeling of of looking like an asshole, <sighs> or of being an asshole. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Worst gig. Ugh. There's. It's tough. I believe you got to enjoy it on stage and make the most of it. At least you get to play music and, you know, have the most of it on stage. But some gigs do suck and are just, you know, the band goes on late and, or you put so much. I think the worst gigs, uh, the, the worst gigs aren't the ones that just, for me, there's gigs that suck and they're just not enough people. Like no one's there. No one cares. Like you're playing to an empty room and it's mm-hmm. just pointless. That sucks. But it doesn't suck in the same way because that was probably going to be, you know, you're rolling the dice anyway. It's most likely going to be crap. You kind of expect it. Those shows aren't as um, catchy off as guard. You kind of know, right? The worst ones are the ones where you had a lot riding on it. You, 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 you cared. Expectations, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. we had this one game. I'll never forget this one, man. Uh, we were doing a showcase. This is my old band. And we come down here to play at the Hotel Cafe. This, my other band was, was getting to play at the Hotel Cafe. You know, we're based out of the band. We're trying to get in L.A. And we come down here and there's like a showcase, right? And it's like packed house. Our buddy put it on and every every artist got two songs, right? Mm-hmm. Every artist got two songs. And they did, did it. And then we got slated at like kind of later, right? And so the guy, everyone does two songs. Every single person except for this one guy who thought he was so good and played four songs. And it was just like... And that was right around that 1130 going into midnight. So we could have got in there right when people were still there. He goes, this two extra ones. Because at that point, people were like, oh, well, this is just a concert now. Yeah. And they, you know, and like he basically cleared the room. And then we went on. And it was, that was the most frustrating because we invested going time to go yeah. down there. Yeah. We had put a lot into it. We were trying to break out in LA. There was a good audience and then there wasn't. You know, like it just happened because this asshole totally was selfish. It was like, oh, no, they love me. And like people, that's frustrating as all hell when people, Ah, some bullshit. Don't get me. That's what gets under my nerves when people oh, yeah. do that type of stuff. Or like, don't understand the basic, the etiquette and stuff like that. And I get it. We all don't understand etiquette at some time. But after a certain point, you got to know better. Well, I mean, it's there's no, I, I don't believe there's any like, I didn't know when it comes to bumping other people in a live performance. Yeah. Like if, if you're given two songs or 10 minutes or 30, like that's what you get. Unless you're a kid, unless you're a child. But, but if, you're, if you're a grown up or... 
you know, yeah, you're an adult, you should know better. There's no, there's for me, there's like no hiding behind it. But they loved it, or uh, I didn't realize that the schedule it's was like so an tight. opener playing an encore. Yeah, you don't get an encore. The crowd's not there for you, and if they are, you don't play an encore. Yeah, you don't because we got shit to do. We just not slated. It wasn't part of it. Just rock yeah. your time and like. I've known bands that didn't. Get, I know I've been in the room when the headliner, um, you know, decide was offered the band that went long to play a different show, and they go, "No, we don't want them anymore because they went over." Like I've seen bands get nixed for that. Well, the yeah. thing is, a lot of things in life you don't know why you don't get the call back. You know, you do things, and often you don't get told the lesson. You don't. The lesson is in the omission. It's not told to you. You have to decipher it. It's like all of a sudden you don't get the calls. It's because you did something, you know what I mean? And, and often people aren't going to take the time to explain to you what you did wrong. Were there jobs that, you, that disappeared that you really cared about? I never know. You had I just to, stopped calling us. <laughs> you had to do the math on? <laughs> I, you know, you probably, the next thing it's really more like quick. when you see it in someone else, you wonder what happened to you. You know, I've definitely known I've been in, in you know, an anus at times mm-hmm. and just like shat on shit. And, um, you know, learning experience. I can look back. It takes time. Often hard to see it in the heat of the moment, especially when you're, you know, young dude. Young dudes are dumb by nature. It's, it's like not our fault. It's our brand. It's, it's just it's kind of like, even if you're on the on the on the the better side of it, you're still an idiot. So that's part of it. What are the best ways to fuck up when you just get to town? <sighs> Ooh, uh, ordering two plates of nachos instead of just one. Why do I even bother with the questions? <laughs> I think it's your turn. Oh, I, 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 oh, did I? You did you pick that last one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Aaron Ross. Oh, that was Ross. right. Now I remember. Yeah. Short term memory. What you okay. got? Describe your superhero costume by Ek. Describe your. Describe. I'm not asking you this question. Oh, you can ask me. You can ask you. My superhero costume. <sighs> All right, I'll help you. Is it tight or is it loose fitting? It's got to be tight. Okay. Is it f- one piece or multiple pieces? Uh, multiple pieces, but it looks like one. The seams are are they okay. hide? They're hidden. Is it colorful? Fairly. What colors? Uh, blue and orange. Which is the dominant color? I'm gonna go with blue with orange trim. Blue orange trim. Okay. What's your power? Indifference. Indifference. The power of indifference. Catatonic indifference. Sweet. So you just paralyze people with indifference. You paralyze <laughs> decision making. It's great. You know yeah. what? You know, it's you've, you've lost your power ever since Blockbuster went away. <laughs> yeah. Actually, or maybe you found your way to get through it. You remember, like, this is like, where the, the biggest indifference? You're like, I get my power from Netflix of people trying to pick a movie but can't. That's this the thing. Like, you got be a villain. That's a super villain. It takes two to punch, one to swing, and one to be hit. Mm. If you're catatonically indifferent, oh wow, you can't get hit, buddy. Do the math. Yeah, it's true. I come pre-defeated. Oh, is that a new setting, huh? Yeah, pre-defeated. Yeah, pre-defeat the oven to three hundred seventy-five degrees. Have you tried Tyson's new boneless, skinless chicken breasts? They come pre-defeated. You're you're catching me. I'm exhausted mm. by life. I mm. haven't seen my spouse in a year and a half. I, I am, you know, mm. I'm flaming out, buddy. Yeah. Well, 
Nice. What's your superhero we should do costume? A seance. We can do a seance. We can do a silent fishbowl. I, I would be good with that. What's your superhero? What's your superhero power? Oh, just happy massive laughter. strength. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, because then I'm laughing the whole time. I'm just like, <laughs> you can't hurt me. I am impervious to pain, and I'm super strong. How fun would it be to I'd throw have a short car. shorts? I'd have short shorts. With well, huge we knew legs, that. <laughs> you know, like just like comfortable shorts and like maybe like an open vest. You mm-hmm. know, like kind of. I think like old school, like He Man or fucking Thor's. I'm just like kick it, you know, and you know. You know what might be sweet. sexy or weird? I don't know. I'd have a headband. Just imagine if like you had metal outlining your abs. Huh. Like kind of like armor. Kind of like but, a soda can holder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Maybe in your metal. costume. Maybe in your costume. I'm cool on that. I don't want metal on my abs, man. I just want to be comfortable and loose fitting. Because I'd be like, dude, I'm so strong. Like I don't need that care. What the shit? What would you break first? How would you apply this? The hearts of all the maidens that couldn't have me. <laughs> They're already crying and you know it. <laughs> and then I would I would break the, the will of my adversaries. Have you ever had your heart broken? Uh, I'm imagining like nine times out of ten, you were the one breaking the hearts. But when were you <laughs> devastated? It's been a couple times where I'm like, oh man, what? But even then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went. That's. <laughs> I mean, you know. What are you gonna do? It could be worse. It's my turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> From courtesy of Kate Faust. Yes or no question. Yes. Cool. I wonder what it was. Do you want to know? You can't answer it. Otherwise. Okay, well, let's see what I would do. Uh, is Kiss from a Rose the best song of all time? Oh, I nailed it. So much I need to tell you, so much I can say, and you remain my power, my pleasure, my pain. Did you know that when it snows, my, my eyes become light? I don't know the part either. <laughs> Baby! Baby! All right. <laughs> Nobody knows what he's saying after his eyes become You're wide. You're supposed to know. Uh, describe the last time you got caught out in the rain. This is another bulletproof, buddy. Caught on the you rain. know what? Can I edit that question? Who gets caught out in the rain? Describe the most interesting time you got caught out in the rain. I love being in the rain so much. I love the rain. It's where the where are you with pina coladas? My pina coladas overrated. <sighs> yeah, I love pineapple. Are you much into yoga? I love pineapple. Coconut's good. Coconut's good. In, oh yeah, I like yoga a lot. But like, uh, oh man, pina. I don't know. Pina coladas. They're just. I got you know what? Here's this. Pina colada is always cheap and crap because they're not meant to be made outside of pina colada areas. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like if I'm on an island and I'm at a place and they have oh, fresh yeah, yeah, pineapple yeah, yeah, and fresh yeah, yeah, coconut yeah, yeah. and the good rums, I'm going to love that. But it's always like some 
BS mix or yeah, like, like dull fruit juice. You know, yep, yep, it's yep. just like that's not. It's like pina colada needs to be done right, and I think that's why I don't like them. I'm gonna tell you a boring ass story. Are you ready? No. You better get ready, son. Where's your blue and orange outfit? <laughs> Superhero indifference. Okay. I was at a party last week, and the decor was pineapples. So at the end of the party, we all stole pineapples. And I came home with two. Now, two is way too many pineapples Ooh. to eat in a week. So I juiced them. Ooh. And the juice was a hit at the dinner party that I was hosting the oh, other day. Yeah, it's pineapple juice. Pineapples are delicious. Yes. And it's good for your throat if you're a singer. It reduces inflammation. The juicer I use separates the juice from the pulp. Mm. I didn't throw away the pulp. What I've know. done, Ooh, I made popsicle, pulpsicles. Ooh. And they are so good. You have any more of them? Yeah. Mm. Hell yeah, I got some more After of them. I want one. Okay. Sweet. We'll hook you up. We'll get you a popsicle. A popsicle. And it's just enough. It's not too sweet, it's, but you get the pineapple flavor. Yeah. It's nice. Thank you. Honestly, now, when was that. the most interesting time you got caught in the rain? Man. Oh, I love the rain. I don't get caught in the rain. I choose to be in the rain. Well, I guess Shit, man. Master of his own destiny. Well, just recently, we were in Yosemite walking back from a hike, and a little thunder happened, and then rain shut the end. We're just like running through. It's great. It feels good, though, after a hike in the hot day. You know, sometimes you get caught. I mean, oh, well, there's one time. Oh, it was a really cool time. Uh, my old band, Alma Desnudo, we were playing. We were busking in New Orleans. And um, we were playing out there, and then it starts raining, so we run under an awning, and it's, like, pouring. And we have our acoustic instruments. I got my upright bass. My brother's mm-hmm. got Cajon. Paul and Chris have the guitars. So we're like, we had to wait. You know, we couldn't. It was one, it was raining so hard that if we had moved, you know, we couldn't. We couldn't. And we were stuck, like, under, like, a little storefront's awning, and then this but so were a couple people with us. So we started playing and mm-hmm. it was neat because behind us even was a, like a longer hallway. Was like, there was a gate cause they closed off the hallway to us, but it created like a natural reverb. Mm-hmm. So the sound was going back and coming out. It sounded so good. And it was the rain and we got to play music and like the people that are right next to us, like they were caught under the awning with us. We gave them like a little private show. And then the people in the awning just across from us could hear it. And, you know, we're seeing lightning and this is on, you know, this is down and down in the, the French quarter. It was awesome. That's great. Those are the best shows. Oh, yeah. That's so good. It's your turn. I thought I just pulled that one. Wait, did you? Is it my turn? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, we burnt through mine, that kiss from a rose. Thank you for that vocal performance. This one looks long. I not sing that song enough. Have you ever considered integrating kiss from a rose into your live show? Yes. Okay. Haven't done it, won't do it, but I've thought about it. Why won't you do it? Um... Because I'd rather do it at karaoke and that would satisfy me. Okay. I do like, I don't play covers during my shows, except for maybe an encore or maybe I'll slip like a part of one in a set. But for the most part, I play my music. And I know like, a lot of bands get benefit from playing covers and stuff. And I understand it. I understand why. I just, sometimes I do it. But you don't have to play every cover. You can just pick the song that means a lot to Slippery you. Slippery slope, man. Once you start playing covers. Here's why. Here's why. Um, so many bands I've seen, they, they crush it. And then like they'll finish and then they'll play a cover. And then I don't remember any of their, I just have the cover stuck in my oh, head. Yeah, yeah, and then I don't yeah, think yeah. of the songs that they played. Yep, yep, Even though yep. they play great songs. And then like they play this one earworm at the last thing. And then that's like all you think about. And you don't think about the songs that they played. So actually I'm going to not do any cover encores until I'm huge. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll play it earlier in the set. But I want to end with my stuff. So my stuff's in your head. Yeah. I don't work so hard to get other people's song in your head. Damn it.
It's good. It's good strategy. Would you sleep with someone for a million dollars or a career advancement if you weren't attracted to them at all, and they're not the gender that you're usually attracted to? Mm, no. This is okay. Let's <laughs> get it on my own weight. Damn it. Of course, it's easy to say that in hypothetical. Show me the money. Yeah. And I'd still say no, and then I'd feel even cooler. Oh, that would be so badass. I'd be like, oh, wait, let me see this money. Mm. Have you ever seen a, a suitcase with a million dollars in it in cash oh, in real life? He's not in the real life. I don't know if it was a million. I was on this plane once, and there was a Japanese businessman next to me, and he opened up his briefcase. He had uh, Ziploc baggies, and each one was filled with a gigantic wad of bills from different countries. He had how many from different what countries? He had like 10 Ziploc baggies, each one filled with a giant wad of cash in the currency of, of that country. That's really cool. It was pretty badass. A spy box. Yeah. Do spy stuff. So cool. And he was proud of his bot. Like he noticed that I was eyeing it up and he looked wouldn't over be. at me and he was like, yeah, that's the life I live. It wouldn't be. That's pretty sweet. A box full of different currencies. Yeah. All right. I got one for you. Hit me. Name one person you wronged as a child and explain what you did. Ooh, that's a rough one. Charles Jensen. Uh, Jared Wyda. He was, we were in junior high school. We were buddies through junior high school together. Then in the end of the second year, here's, this is, I was wrong. I lied to you and I'm going to rescind right now. And I apologize for misspeaking. Okay. Um, In eighth grade. We had to do a, a team report, so Jared and I teamed up because we'd been friends for for two years, and um, I felt like he had, at the time, I felt like he had half-assed his part of the joint report. We got a like a B or whatever. It wasn't a huge issue. Also, it was junior high school, so who gives a mm-hmm. shit really? So I started like you know, cussing him out for not doing his part. And then some of the other kids in the class were like, oh shit, Kester's laying into Wida," And they were egging me on. So I got, you know, puffed up my chest and really laid into him. And that was, that was the end of our friendship. Um, I like in college, I bumped into him and we said hello and shared a few words. And then I messaged him later, apologizing for being such a dick. But the second time did you see him? Did you give him shit again? No, no, oh, in college? Okay. No, no, no. We were good. We, uh, I tried to behave myself, and then I apologized. Like whatever, dude. Yeah, but he, I, I don't think. my scholarship. I don't think he let it go, and I don't think, uh, you know, he has to. It was, it was a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I, I was an asshole. I was susceptible to peer pressure. Afterwards, I did feel very very bad and like like I'd been uh, tricked mm. by my own brain for being like I'll do what that group of people is shouting at me to do and it it, it never felt good about that yeah mm. so there you go mm. I'm glad I didn't get that one yeah that you're in the you're in the presence you, of a liar glad you got that one not me okay I'll ding you out <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to answer that one let me get I'm gonna get something shitty Ooh. for you <laughs> that one sucked you have to like come to grips with your past. No, it sucked. It sucked because I, you know, like the older you get, you realize like you, the, you don't make new friends after thirty. 
you like get along with people, but you can't make those people that you've been with for like, it, it'll be two decades. If I meet you, I met you last year. Mm-hmm. We've got 19 more years before we've known each other for two decades. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be fucking 60 by then. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's just not in the cards to have friends multi-decade friendships at this stage in our life. It's just not likely. Not with that attitude. Come on. What? I'm not I'm not saying I don't want to be your friend. I'll be very happy if we're oh, still in touch. We're going to be friends. No, we're, we're in totally different leagues, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> See? I was trying to compliment it's you. Not, it's not. trying to compliment you. You didn't kick me out of your house. Jesus. It's not an attitude thing. It's just like a, a, a numbers game. Sure. I'm not... I'm just not going to be ma- making as many friends as I did when I was in high school and college. Like that's a highly social, like just here's 20 people in first period. Here's sure, another 20, pe- sure. 20 people in second period. Also, it's harder to have things that create common commonality. Like if you all go to the same school, you have that. You yeah. Know, like yeah. If you all do this or all do that, but I don't know, man, I think you make, you can make friends all the time. It's more like you, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It depends. Depends on what you do. I'm not saying that making friends is impossible. And that Good. I'm just saying like it's it's having a multi-decade friendship is it's harder to start those up the later in life you are. Yeah, that would make sense. It's gotta be hard to make multi-decade friendships at 90. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, the older you get, the less likely it yeah, is that you're gonna true. meet somebody and then have known them for twenty years after a while. True. So to to have to have so, wasted yeah, so a you're friendship, you're limited. You're limited on how many long term friends you can have as you proceed through life long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to have burnt one, right? I felt it then, and I feel it now. And I'm not saying that him and I would be sharing a flat together if if we had not had that argument. I'm just saying it was shitty. Why would of you me. want to be friends with him anyway? He's not a follow through. He sounds like that, a shitty person. That wasn't the fullness of his being. Up. That was one stupid like ass report for one stupid. Let you down. I'm running out of pens <laughs> to shitty, throw at you. Like a shitty friend. I think you did a good thing. He was. What was his name again? Again, I'm not telling you his name again. You have to listen. What was to it? Give me my pen back. So Bob Jensen. Fuck you. His name was Bob Jensen. <laughs> Nailed it. First try. Nailed it. <laughs> what advice would you give to your ten year old self? That one's not even. Don't hang out with the Bob Jensens of the world. That's what I'd tell them. That's yours, and you all. I already knew that one. Now I'm heartbroken. <laughs> that is heartbroken. I don't want to be a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Just my, there's a limit to my not shittiness. That's there's a that's a finite a resource. Limit to my not shittiness. Does that depend on how many burritos you've had? There's, uh, I've been eating a lot of beets lately. Oh, <laughs> that's, you, that's always scary. Nothing, it's nothing always scary when you can forget stop beets. beets. Can't stop the beat. <laughs> okay, here's a nice one. Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. What? What is one thing that people would be surprised to discover about you? Surprised? That's pleasant enough, isn't it? Uh, unless I take it a dark way. I have. Have you ever killed a person? Uh, with, with, uh, and not with kindness. I know. I was trying to think of something funnier. Didn't. Mm, uh, what was the question? How, what's something people would be surprised about? Yeah, what, what don't people know about you? Are you a public figure? Am, Do you consider yourself a public figure? Yes. Okay. But I mean... 
public figure. I say that all the time. My friends tease me about it because I say, I'm a public figure. Uh, I say that and then uh, my buddy Aaron teases me about it. Check this out. My writing's been published in Mad Magazine. Ooh. I'm a luminary. Yeah. Uh, I'm the youngest of six kids. That tracks. Yeah. Are you the best? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Wait, which one's the best? Which one's the best? Oh, uh, you know, uh, we don't talk about that one. They just make us all feel terrible because they're so good. And you know who you are, sibling. You know it. Do they know? Deep down in your bones. And scene. Thank you. Is it my turn? This is very specific. Okay. What comedian do you have a crush on but also kind of hate? Huh. Yeah, that's like someone has an issue whoever wrote that one. That's very specific. Because I was like, how do you have a crush and also kind of hate someone? Also, you'd have to be specific. I mean, this is written by uh, Elizabeth McIrvin, uh, a female in comedy, and they're just more men comedians who are attractive and loathsome. That would make more sense. If I were a female, I could see a bunch of like dudes who look good, but are also like shitty people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like us dudes. The female comedians that are, that I don't, you know, they're all, they all seem pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, all the ones that I have a crush on that I think are like, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I also secretly hate. Uh, I can't think of a female comedian that I secretly hate. I don't hate anyone really, too. Oh, I try to I try to reserve my hate. I don't. I I think it's a very powerful uh, emotion. I I try to keep it at bay and don't use it very often. It's a fake emotion. Hate. hate. It's like I think it's Mm. your brain playing a trick on you. I don't trust hate much at all. Right. It's it's uh, one of the heart is above all things deceptive or whatever. Mm. That's hate in a nutshell. Is it just? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could define it by like, is it anger? Is it pain? Is it hurt? All that. But there's some things that are like, I fucking hate that or that person, and that's just like you know. But it's it's a trick. Your brain makes you think you're doing something when you're hating someone, but it's really just burning calories. Sure. Like it doesn't. But hate could be the uh, the action of burning calories. It doesn't. Like, what has hate ever built for you? Is the question that runs through my head endlessly. It no, it doesn't build anything. That's the thing. That's the thing. Is it's a trick. It's not a real. Well, it's a thing. It's a destructive thing. Yeah, but uh, when dynamite I call it, exists. Dynamite's a thing. But do, what, when I call it a trick, I mean like be actively not falling for that trick. Not you specifically, but just in general. It, it's it's this really. Um, Sounds like underhanded you- emotion. Yes, that that creates nothing but makes you feel like you're actively participating in something meaningful. You are destruction. I, it's a meaningful destruction. I uh, my experience with hate, and I don't know if this is yours. And I'd only be happy to hear what you say after I'm done with this. So let's see where it goes. Okay. That's how interviews work. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The back and forth. The pollens, as you say. Um, what was I thinking? Hate and how awesome Hate. it is? No. Nope. You got the first half right. Do not think it's awesome. Fair enough. Uh, the, 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 the... What, what was the point? Was... Hate can be an awesome thing. Not in, in a way. positive way, but awestruck. Is awesome always good? No, no, no. Awesome could just be something that inspires awe. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm just blown away by that. 
I guess, yes. but it's normally associated with positive things. Yes, yeah, but hate can hate it is, be? Is it inherently positive? The word I don't know. An awesome earthquake. Not. An awesome. Uh, the destruction power of that was awesome. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome can be bad. Okay, awesome yes, yeah, rarely is, but it can be. So yeah, hate can be awesome in that sense. Hate, man, like yeah, I don't reserve it for too much, but it is a thing. It does exist. You can't logic it out away. You can you can get to the roots of it, and you can often boil down other parts of it. And it's also often used as a generalized term, and often used particularly well. But it does exist. It does exist, but the 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 only trick I'm talking about is that when you are experiencing hate, the feeling like your brain is rewarding you with endorphins for having been so actively engaged with something. So you get this sense that you've accomplished something by being full of hate, but you've accomplished you nothing. I have. That's my experience with it. When I get when I get burnt up and when I'm when I'm steaming. And I'm fuming, and my brain is like, yeah, well, he did this, so fuck him. And then I'm like, yeah, brain, you're right, fuck him. And the brain's like, yeah, you're right, fuck yeah. him. And that, like, that just goes on and on and I on. Get nothing from hate. Other but than it, it oh, built oh. nothing. It just is this cycle that, that ex- exhausts me, but it feels productive. It feels like something is happening. That's my experience with hatred. Mm, I don't have that experience with hatred. What's your experience? It's very much like it's not like rewarding at all. It's very much just barf. Like it, my skin gets in rash. Like like will physically get into hives if I hate. My body physically rejects it. Don't do it. Don't hate. You ever feel it bubble up though? No, there's not so much to hate. (laughs) (laughs) It's not worth it. You know, I deserve it. Like, again, like, were I to use hate, were I to need to use hate, it would have to be something that was really of value that to use it. Yeah. And there is a use for it. Some things aren't the best use of things, but some things are useful. And um, it's it's rare. I think love's a stronger power. But um, some things only can be, just, some things have to be destroyed. And... Uh, you know, that's when hate's useful, but it will take a toll on you. Like it's something would have to be so much worth of being destroyed that you're willing to destroy part of yourself in the process. That's yeah. Hate does not come for free. That's a, a much more elegant way to say huh. that, that the, what I was trying to put a bead on and that yeah. is that it, it's more, yeah, it, it, it does as much damage internally as anything that you could do externally. Well, I don't know if I, think it's an even sum you could probably get more destruction out of the toll on your body but it still t- costs you something but like i'm not sure if it's even even steven not it. you get you could there's some instances where you could use hate i bet and mm-hmm. get like good benefit out of your buck you know like yeah it's like <laughs> yeah you might lose a you might lose a limb but you know you might also do some good shit with that <laughs> it's like i'm so upset like i I solved this huge issue, but yeah, I'm not a gimp. <laughs> and we're going to leave it there on the Hollywood Fishbowl. If people liked what they heard, where can they find you? What do you mean if? Gotta love that. My question is, should we put a song from, should we put the song on this? Play a song. They should listen to the song and then go watch the video and see you in it. You did such a great job. I love you that did day. such a great job. That was such a beautiful day for if me. you guys don't know, Jesse crushed it on the video. He did such a good job. And you're going to love watching him in the video. It's that it, look, man. I'm, I'm. I was thinking about that shoot day, and I was thinking about like 
how much I just love being invited to do things by people. <laughs> and then I was thinking about how like 60% of the invitations I get, I will turn down. Mm-hmm. But I still love getting invited to things. Sure. So I thought of this idea, and I might start this mailing list for people like me, mm-hmm. where it's not like, there's not going to be an actual thing. It's just an invitation that you can turn down, but still feel good about having been invited. You don't need a fake one. Just join Facebook. <laughs> but the, what would you... <laughs> Imagine if like join Facebook and then befriend a bunch of musicians. You'll get invited to shit all the time. <laughs> you can turn it down left and right. But no, 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 no. You're not getting the business model. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> so imagine that I'm me. And I'm gonna save you some time. This is a terrible idea. No, this is a brilliant idea. No, so imagine if you got an e- email once a week that was like, "We're having a." Champ- I do. I get so many emails all the time. Bear oh, with sorry. Me. Okay. So it says like we're having a champagne gala at the top of Hotel Indigo in downtown LA. Oh, so they're cool things. They're like really nice things. things. Okay, okay, now I get it. <laughs> and we love it if you join love, us. We would be charmed if you would come and hang out with the Duchess of York. Yes. She's here for a limited time. We're going to be serving caviar, shrimps, and a fountain. Of champagne. Yes, you're getting it now. You're getting it. Would and you care to? Dr- we would be so honored if you'd be our distinguished guest. You would turn. You. Your only option is to turn down this invitation because this none of this is real. But you still get that feeling of like I was. And if you pay extra, you get the whole horse and carriage to come up and the powdered wig to like unfold yeah, yeah, the scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. VIP. <laughs> We love your presence, please. But there's no event. There's no champagne. <laughs> I'm gala. sorry. I cannot leave until you agree. No, I cannot go. Sir, the madame was yes. insistent that you come. Yes. You must come now. I will be fine. It would be the end of me. I have children to feed. I need you to come. I feel like you're taking the Mickey out of me, but I'm pretty sure this is a great idea. <laughs> Okay, guess what? You're not on my mailing list, bro. (laughs) You're not getting invited to any fake events. But if people invited me to fake things that didn't exist, I think it would be months before I found, figured it out. Because I turned down most invitations, Mm. but I still feel good that I was invited. Okay. So. Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's a hit. I think, I think you're being. I think, I think, I, I think you're I, being I be, stubborn. I want to be the guy for you that causes you to do it, and it'd be a great success. And you go, see, Tony, see, and I go, you know what? I'm sorry for raining on your parade. You were right, and I'll tell you, you were right. And then you know what I'll say? Hmm. This is this was built on hate. It's just built on see. Hate did create right. something hate, for hate, us. Hate won the day. Aww. So yeah, guys, listeners at home, if you wanna if you wanna be on a mailing list that invites you to events that aren't happening so you can turn them down but still feel good that you are invited to something, email. Reach out. Don't be a stranger. There you go. Or if you want to be on a real mailing list, join my mailing list. Please go to my website and join <laughs> it. And like come out to my stuff. You can still deny it. At least make my numbers look good. And then people say, oh, you at least have legitimate followers and we'll book you. You can do that. What's the information? Where can people find your bullshit Where actually things bullshit? happen? List? Tony Glazer. T-O-N-Y-G-L-A-S-E-R. Type in my name and find the guy that plays bass and sings. Is the internet. 
you know, use it. It's not that hard. Like, you know, people are like, oh, memorize the exact URL. You don't even need to no, do that. No, no, no. Just, just yeah, say my name, name, Tony Glazer. T O N Y G L A S E R. I play bass. I have long hair. And like, you figure it out. If you don't, yeah, if you're confused bad. by all the Tony Glazer bass players, add LA after yeah, the word Los bass. Angeles or, you know, whatever. You figure it out. I'll be the one that sounds like me and. Cool. You want um, you want to be on the mailing list because they're they're neat. And, oh, look for the video that Jesse's in. Then then you'll yeah. know. Yeah, and I'm coming with my tails between my legs. Can I be on your mailing list even though I just Def- hell yeah, awesome. I am not discriminate. You'll be on my mailing list. You be on my mailing list. Also, I've met some fans that I'm totally are kind of like, huh, hmm. All right, unfollow, but still be. <laughs> On my friend list, like I keep the numbers, but I'll be like, "Ooh, you have to be hide their wrong. feed." Ooh, ooh, I don't know about that. Last question before we go: You voting for Trump in twenty twenty? Fuck no. 